And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. He's alive. He's alive. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Hello, DC. I'm I'm here with you, barely, but somehow we'll get through it. I'm sure. Oh. Well, I am sure. Now, is this is this your voice because <clears throat> you are still sick, or is this a voice because you screamed so much with the return of Lucha Underground that you are now just hoarse? All right. If that's what we're doing, then I guess uh, we're going to jump right into that story. There um, you go. It's, this, is, this is some of the big news of the day. It's back. Okay, so Uh-oh. I'm going to preface oh, God. The, the conversation about Lucha Underground with this statement. I did not watch any professional wrestling this week. Except for Lucha Underground or including Lucha Underground? Period. But it was Lucha Underground. Okay, hold on. I was super excited Wednesday morning. I remembered Lucha Underground is back. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. I can't, I'm excited. I can't wait. It's going to be good. And, you know, I, w- I think I tweeted something along those lines on my Twitter. And then I clicked through to look at Lucha Underground stuff on Twitter. And then I saw... And, you know, it reminded me that the episode that we were coming back for was going to be an hour-long Iron Man match between Johnny Mundo and the Mac. There was going to be nothing else on that show. So you decided not to watch? And it completely killed any excitement I had. (coughs) Because I don't know if you remember this, right before Lucha Underground went away, I was sort of down on Johnny Mundo as champion. He was sort of finally doing standard professional wrestling villain stuff, and I wasn't enjoying it at all. And I kind of just said, oh, forget it. I was on such a roll after not watching Raw or SmackDown that I decided to continue watching Twin Peaks instead. But it's Demac. I like Demac. But this is also like the third match or interaction that the two of them have had. I've seen it. I like Lucha Underground is coming back. And don't get me wrong, I didn't even read the spoilers. It's very likely that Sexy Star showed up. She's friends with the Mac. I, you know, but like, I hear Lucha Underground's coming back and I was excited because in my head I was like, oh, Sexy Star, Marty the Moth, we're going to see Drago and Pentagon Dark and we're maybe going to get to see Prince Puma. And then I just remembered, oh, an hour of Johnny Mundo and his boys. <clears throat> I Yeah, pass. It is, it is interesting that they started that way. Now, it's entirely possible that it's just the way El Rey decided to swing it or what have you. But coming back with an hour-long match and you assume, because again, I didn't see it either... No other storyline development is a weird way to welcome your fans back after a few months off. I'm going to assume that a bunch of people ran in during that match, and we probably saw 
some folks, but I, I don't know. I, I just, it was not enough that I was going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to tune in. Is that awful? I, no. They took enough time off that, did I fall out of love? I don't know. All I know is I started thinking about it logically, and I was like, I'm... But again, and, and that's what I'm it. saying. Like, asking someone, I love Iron Man matches, don't get me wrong, but in 2017, with today's shortest tension span, just the collective consciousness, short I resent attention that. span. Why? Because it's not the attention span. Yes, that's not is. the problem. It's not, no, that's not the problem. The problem is, I don't care for half of that feud. At all. So if it had been if it had been Marty the Moth versus Drago in an hour long match, you would have watched it. Probably yes. Okay. Honestly, yes. I think I probably would have. I I think you know, I would have watched Prince Puma versus Pentagon <laughs> Dark. I would have watched Aerostar versus Phoenix. I would have watched Matanza versus Mil Muertes. I, I don't know. I really think Johnny Mundo just honestly. I don't care to watch it. I'm surprised no one has ever done a multi-man Iron Man match. Like, Iron Man matches are almost always one-on-one. But why not do a triple threat Iron Man match where literally you could, could think of the psychology of, you know, usually in a triple threat match you're trying to have someone break up the pin. You're just like, yeah, fine, you can have this one. And then... I don't know. I, you would you would think, especially in a company like Lucha Underground, which tends to do outside the box thinking. Uh, so, are you going to watch next week? I know yeah. you you and Mrs. Manson are in a binging mode with Twin Peaks and whatever else she was tweeting about. She likes uh, that House of Cards, which the fifth season just dropped. But yeah, I, I saw Twin Peaks had the revival twenty five years later had dropped on. Showtime, and I want to watch that, but I realized while I've seen, I'm going to say two or three times now, I've seen season one of Twin Peaks. I had never watched season two, uh, nor the movie uh, Fire Walk With Me, so I said, okay, I'm starting over. I'm going to watch the whole beginning part of this, and so we've been binging all of season one, season two. We're probably about eight or ten episodes into season two out of 18. And after that, like I said, there's the movie. And then I can start on the new season that just started. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking very forward to it. Twin Peaks is, like I said, I've never seen season two, but season one is a fantastic piece of television, if you've never seen it. <clears throat> I don't believe I have seen a single episode of Twin Peaks. There is some good stuff it. in season one. I've heard all about it. But I do not believe I have I have ever seen uh, an episode. I watched some wrestling. I didn't watch every minute of it, but I think in today's world, you, it's really difficult to watch everything. Um, mm, impossible, you might say. But there's a pay per view. Yeah, coming up this Sunday. There is. Uh, it is called Extreme Rules. There are so far six matches. Oh, okay, wait before you get into describing the card for me. I, I, just to continue, I didn't watch any wrestling, but you know I did periodically log on to Twitter, and so I'm going to sum up everything that I know about wrestling from this week, from what I learned uh, through Twitter. Mind you, I was not on Twitter during the shows. This was like after the fact. Um, so 
One, the main event of Raw was Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins, and I know that because you tweeted that at me. Uh, I know that there was apparently a really terrible segment between Bailey and Alexa Bliss, and I only know that because people were complaining about it the following day. And I know that the New Day returned on SmackDown. That is the sum total of my knowledge of what happened in the WWE this week. Did I miss anything? Yes, I'm sure you did. Did I? I don't. Did 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 I? DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Did I miss anything? In a in a literal sense, yes. There are things that you missed. Do those things matter? That is up for you, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. To decide. Of course it's up to be decide, but I'm asking you, in your opinion, yes. were there things that mattered? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Would they matter hugely? No. Raw had a couple very good matches. The triple threat match between Bray Wyatt and Samoa Joe and Finn Balor was good. I will tell you that while you will never watch it, the main event of Raw, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins, was an excellent match wrestling match. You might not like either of the characters involved, and that's fine, but they told a very nice story, and it was an entertaining watch. So I will say that. Um, did uh, it, did Roman Reigns get irreparably injured? No. Oh, okay. No. Um, the big news of the week that you missed, and you probably know it, but have either forgotten or just didn't think to say, is we are going to get a SmackDown Women's Money in the Bank match. No, I literally did not hear about that. Uh, every, well, no, there are, there are currently five women in the match, Charlotte, Becky, Tamina. I thought the pay-per-view was Extreme Rules. It is. This I'm talking about further ahead, heading towards... This was announced on SmackDown because... Extreme Rules is June 4th. Is Extreme Rules a Raw pay-per-view or a SmackDown pay-per-view? Raw. Oh, okay. Thanks for that clarification. There's a Raw pay-per-view this Sunday, and two weeks from this Sunday is a SmackDown pay-per-view. So let's talk about this actually here first. Um, You haven't been watching wrestling. I've been watching some, but I'm going back to my... I'm going to pick and choose what I watch based well, on what I'm interested in. In all fairness, we didn't meet here last week. We did not have an episode of DDT Wrestling. I had the plague, as we as we said. Um, but the week before that, when we did speak about wrestling, you'll recall I said I didn't think I was going to watch any wrestling until the pay-per-view. So, and, and that is, that is the, the conversation that I know you and I have gone back and forth on this. I think that's where we are. I don't think this is the post-WrestleMania doldrums. I think it's the network is three years old. There's a brand split, so there's pay-per-views every three or four weeks. And the world is just too busy. I think most people are watching bits and pieces, or they've picked a show. They watch SmackDown. They watch Raw, depending on the talents that they're interested in. See, I used to do that. that the whole last year of this brand split... I was able to, you know, sort of get myself through by saying, I like SmackDown, I watch SmackDown. And yes, I watched a fair bit of Raw, although I I really never made it to the 11 o'clock hour. But I had that before. Since the Superstar shakeup, I now feel disinclined to watch either show. And I think that's okay. I think it's okay 
to watch the pay-per-view. You know, there are probably people out there who are like, okay, I know when the pay-per-views are. I'll watch the go-home show or I'll watch the pay-per-view and then I'll watch the Raw or SmackDown after said pay-per-view. But you don't need to watch it. You know, Dolph Ziggler and AJ Styles had a very good match on SmackDown. But from a storyline end of it, you didn't need to watch it. Like, you get it. There's going to be a Money in the Bank match. It's fine. Um, So, yeah. So, the women's Money in the Bank match is happening. Naomi, obviously, is not taking part because she is the champion. So, everyone else is in it. Uh, Who's everyone else? Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Tamina, Carmella. Five, that's it? I personally agree with Lana... I think she should be. She Question. tweeted, yes. Has Lana appeared on SmackDown no. Wrestling yet? No. Okay. In fact, her vignette didn't even appear. Like, there was no vignette of her. I'd like to point out, the moment the first promo for Lana appearing showed up on SmackDown, I tweeted that Lana Lena was with us. And how right I was. You are absolutely right. <clears throat> but she tweeted at Shane McMahon saying, I would like to be considered for entry. And I think Shane McMahon tweeted back, nah, we're good. But I do think she should be in. Huh. Uh, yeah, I think she should too. Especially if they actually expect her to be something once she debuts on the roster. Well, I, I, yeah. And again, you know, we haven't seen Rusev in a while. He was supposed to be coming. He hasn't shown up. Um, so unless they're planning to do something with the two of them, unless they've changed plans. But again, going back to it, I think, you know, I think it's okay to not watch every week of wrestling, to take some time off, or to just decide, you know what, for $10 a month, if I'm only going to watch two pay-per-views, I'm going to get six hours of entertainment for $10 a month. That's still a great deal. I see yeah. no reason to, to complain. All right, but let's get to extreme rules here. Tell me, Doc Manson, what are we going to see at Extreme Rules? Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. Correct. That's one. Um, let's see. Who is the Intercontinental Champion? Um, Dean Ambrose, right? Okay, Dean Ambrose is going to face... I'm just going to say The Miz, because I don't know. Correct. We'll go over stipulations, because it is extreme rules. We'll go over stipulations after. All right, Um, you're you're a third of the way there. 33.3%. Raw Tag Team Champions are... (laughs) The Hardys, okay. (laughs) Um, I really was not going to get that until um, you made that face. Thank you. And the Hardys are facing, I'm going to say, Cesaro and Sheamus. The only other team on the roster, correct. What about Gallus and Anderson? Are they not on the roster? They're there. They're just not going to be on oh. this pay-per-view. Okay. And what, Enzo and Cass are on the roster also, right? But... Yes, which, you know, that is an interesting thing we should discuss. They're not part of the pay-per-view right now, but that act, that storyline is intriguing. I don't know what that storyline is, but we can talk about it. Do you want to keep going with the matches, or do you want to dive uh, to that for now? Let's divert, I guess. Done. Um, so Enzo Amore last week uh, was attacked. Okay. He was, he was laid out. Big Cass said to Kurt Angle, 
You better hope you find whoever did this before I do. Um, the revival was seen backstage. Now, Dash Wilder, who's the guy with the hair, uh, still has his jaw wired shut. But they were interviewed because they were seen backstage, so they were interviewed this this week basically to say, was it you who attacked Enzo Amore? And they, of course, said no. Well, one of them said no, the other one just couldn't do much right. of anything. Um, so then uh, Corey Graves said something to the effect of well, what if it was Big Cass? Big Cass then came out to confront Corey Graves, literally sitting at the announce table, basically just saying, you know, you think I would attack my friend, my partner, yada, 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 yada. And then two segments later, Enzo Amore has been attacked again. So <clears throat> it could very well just be the revival, which would be fine. But the intriguing thing is a lot of people are beginning to wonder if Big Cass is turning heel and just this is just a slow burn okay. to get there. <clears throat> so even if they don't go that route, it's... In, There's still some I good ca- storytelling there. I care about Enzo and Cass now more than I have since probably they were in NXT feuding with the French guys and they shaved one of their heads. Okay. Like, we're talking years ago. Right. Was the last time. So it's again, it is an interesting little bit of storytelling that they are doing. Um, so I don't know where it goes. You know, Corey Graves actually had something else. He got like a text or a tweet. He got up, he left the announce table, he went to go talk to Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is reading Corey Graves' phone and is like, if this gets out, I'm ruined. You know, and so, so you know, Corey Graves is having more of a role than just being an announcer. It is, I won't call it a Bobby Heenan type role because no one can have a Bobby Heenan type role. But it might be Heenan-esque. It's entirely, you know, people are, people are again, fantasy booking. Wouldn't it be great if Corey Graves became a manager and was the manager of Big Cass? And... Okay. All right. There's something some there. some sort of heel-ish stable. So again, something interesting. All right. So you've got uh, the Intercontinental title match. You've got are the women's there... title match. Are there any multi-person matches on this card? Like like a fatal four-way or something? There is a fatal match, but it is not a four-way. Five-way? There is a fatal five-way, which is actually the main event of the evening. Um, Doc Bitson is shocked. Okay. (laughs) I was going... I was going... I kept thinking in my head, maybe there's two singles matches... That's why I asked. And I said, but maybe those two singles matches are actually a fatal four way. So I'm guessing this is the five way. Um, but I don't know who the last person is. So we'll see if I can get there. I'm going to say it's Roman Reigns versus yes. Seth Rollins yes. versus Samoa Joe yes. versus Finn Balor. Yes. And the last person would be. Okay. Uh, there's got to be somebody else important on that show. Uh, well, there is, yeah, I was going to say, there is somebody else. You can debate whether or not he's important, but he's there. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yes, that is the fatal five way for the number one contender. Winner faces Brock Lesnar. Okay. And everybody's money is on Finn Balor after Paul Heyman's promo two weeks ago, or? I Probably. It, you know, I will say this, that it is, I have no idea who's going to win. It okay. could be Finn Balor. 
I could make a case for for any of them. Mm. Uh, Roman Reigns won his match versus Seth Rollins, and Samoa Joe won the triple threat. So they both got to stand tall. So common WWE logic would it in, would suggest that they're not going to win. But who knows? Okay. Um, I'm going to assume that there's a cruiserweight title match. Yes. Okay, so that's Neville versus somebody. Um, and just because I haven't watched any cruiserweight shows You're since before WrestleMania, I'm going to say it's Austin Aries. Correct. <clears throat> this I'd like to point one. out, so far I've gotten five out of the six matches, and I haven't essentially watched wrestling in two weeks. Well, it's because most of these are rematches. I guess. Bailey versus Bliss already happened. Yeah. Hardy's versus Shizaro already happened. Neville versus Aries already happened. And the Fatal Five Way is new ish. Um, this last match, uh, I'll buy you Chinese food if you can get it without looking it up. Okay. I'm going to say. Oh, I don't even know if this person is on Raw. Oh, God. Everything's running together. <coughs> it, it, you won't. I'll even answer you... me this question: Is Baron Corbin on Raw? No. Okay, <laughs> I couldn't. I honestly could not remember. It is a mixed tag team match, and you still won't get it. A mixed tag team match. What is going on with my camera? Why do I turn different colors? It's <laughs> a good question. Something's going on with your lighting over there. I'm like a Bray Wyatt promo. Um, I'm just going to tell it. To... Okay, it's a mixed oh, tag wait. match. Go ahead. I'm trying to just think of another woman. Who's not Bailey or Alexa? Um, God, Sasha Banks. She is part of it. You are twenty five percent there. Who is she teaming with? Uh, Carmella's on SmackDown, right? Yes. So, th- so this is the right her. way to do it. The right way to do it is to think of the only other woman that this <coughs> who's. Who's pop? Well, who's doing anything right now? I honestly have no idea what other women are on Raw. She's I, mainly on Two Hundred Five Live. Alicia Fox and Noam Dar. So then, Sasha Banks and with Rich Swan. Come the hell on! <laughs> that is, it's not even on the pre-show. That is going to be on the actual card. Is there Rich a pre-show? Swan, maybe that will get bumped to the pre-show. As far as I know, there has not been announced a kickoff match. <clears throat> and again, there's only six matches, but to be fair, that Fatal 5-Way is going to take an hour. That's going to be from 10 to 11, just getting that whole thing done. But yes, Rich Swan will be teaming with Sasha Banks... They made a big deal because she was on 205 Live uh, to take on Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. Well, they had to give Sasha Banks something to do now that she's the throwaway member of that women's division. It seems like it. Again, you want to believe that this is all some big long-term story where nope. her frustrations will she's, grow. She's just the Becky Lynch of Raw. And she'll pull a Tommaso Ciampa and attack Bailey. But I wonder if they've even thought that far ahead. It's possible that this is just what she is. She danced with Rich Swan, and everyone went crazy. Awesome. Um, they're going to win. 
All right, so let's, yes, I would say so. Um, Neville versus Ares is a submission match. So they've the story's been going back and forth with each of them making the other tap out to their submission finishers. So I know um, that Austin Aries has less chancery. I, for the life of me, can't think of what Neville's... Neville's been using the rings of Saturn, the armbar thing. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Hardy's versus Sheamus and Cesaro is a steel cage match, because when I think Hardy's, I think steel cage. Well, in all fairness, they won the damn titles in a ladder match. You can't just go right That's back fair. to okay. a ladder match. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Alexa Bliss versus Bailey is a kendo stick on a pole match. That explains why I kept seeing pictures of Bailey's back all marked up from a kendo stick. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm excited because you don't often see an Extreme Rules kind of match with women. Doc Manson is biting his dog. He is biting Oscar's head. I was just trying to fit it in my mouth. Awkward! Um, the fact that it's on a pole does nothing the... for me. Oh, are you kidding me? Alexa Bliss and polls? I'll watch it all day long. And uh, here at Extreme Rules, Dean Ambrose is going to face The Miz, and if Dean Ambrose gets disqualified, he loses the title. So someone's going to come down to the ring and punch The Miz? You would think that would make sense. Like, like Baron Corbin or something? Or He's not on Raw. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm that is the sure title of this show. Baron Corbin is not on Raw. <laughs> no. I think you want to say Braun Strowman, but he's still injured. No, I don't want to say Braun Strowman. I'm thinking somebody somebody in that Baron Corbin-like mid-card heel. Who, who else is there? That's kind of it. It's like you've got 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Who is There's... the Rusev of Raw right now? Bray Wyatt. But he's in the other match. Yeah, I don't know who else is on the Raw roster that could be here. Because you've got Gallows and Anderson. Now I'm literally going to look it up. Because I'm like, is Raw's roster that thin? Titus O'Neil. I guess, yeah. Titus and Apollo. Which would be intriguing for them to join up with The Miz in some sort of... Yeah, but they'd be better feuding with Dean Ambrose for the belt, probably. So, I, I don't Hunter know. Hawkins? Nah. Gold dust. That match is going to happen. Actually, that's what's going to be the pre-show. It's going to be. It hasn't been announced yet. Oh, our truth and gold dust. Gold dusters. They. If you get the chance, their promo. They had like matching segments. It was really good. I enjoyed our truth. He. There was. There was something there. But yeah, it would be you know Rhino and Heath Slater. No. Nah. Like, there's not a huge. No. Nah. All right. Depth. Of talent there, but yes, but that is the uh, that is the card again. These pay per views wind up being better, you know. That fatal five way match will be very good. A lot of good wrestlers there. Dean and the Miz will be fine. Bliss versus Bailey should be interesting. Neville versus Aries is always good. <clears throat> so you know, I am looking forward to it. I can't say I'm like desperately excited, but I enjoy having wrestling to watch on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy uh, this Sunday. Our good friend GQ will be joining me, as will the Arsicist and one Rach Noel. Oh, happy birthday, Rach. I think you turned 30 recently. So happy you're certainly to welcome you. to join us if you are available. Why, thank you. I'm excited because I believe uh, we will be lunching 
on Saturday. <clears throat> you, myself, GQ, and um, have we decided what we call this boy? Because I, I feel awkward calling him by the name we call him just personally. I kind of just think that's him, though. Okay, well, uh, it'll it's for the first time in it's possibly it's been like five years or so. Um, it's been a while. Doc Manson, GQ, myself, and our good friend Hyman will get together. <laughs> yeah, I guess that up, if makes a up. lot less sense out of context, doesn't it? I I want people just to wonder. Yeah. I want them to wonder. No, that's fair. That's fair. I should check to make sure that like we're still okay. Good. We're going so, to a local brewery on Saturday morning to purchase okay. some freshly canned limited release awesomeness, and Good. they open at eleven. Okay. And so then I think his plan was to go and meet for lunch after. That was fine. I didn't know if you were you were going to see a movie. Wonder Woman comes out this weekend. I, know I will not excited. be seeing Wonder Woman oh, probably on. ever. Come on. Zero interest. All I know is every single preview I've seen for that movie makes it look like they went hyper serious. And I don't know if you know this about the DC Universe, but the hyper seriousness of Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman did not work in those films' favors. So the fact that it looks like they made a movie that plays exactly to their weaknesses yet again does not make me inclined to go see that movie. No, and I understand why they did it, because if they tried to do a Marvel movie, people would just say, stop trying to do a Marvel movie. So they tried to go in a different direction, but it just doesn't work. Not interested. Um, have you seen Justice League trailers? That has a little more no. humor to it. Nah. Nah. Again, we will be going, uh, if we don't go to the drive-in, we might be doing a drive-in movie um, hmm. to go see that, and perhaps Guardians, which I still haven't seen. Me neither. Um, or we'll just go wind up seeing it uh, this weekend, but Mrs. Matthews is very excited. I am excited. It For should what? be Wonder Woman. Oh, I see. Wonder Woman. Um, the Week in Wrestling, that is, you know, we've got... Uh, this going on. I know we didn't make predictions. Uh, who do you think faces Brock Lesnar at Great Balls of Fire? I'm going to go with Finn Balor because of that promo that Paul Heyman gave. I didn't watch this week. Paul Heyman could have come out and given a promo on all the other competitors. I don't know. Nope. nope. But I... based off of that. It does make the most sense. Like, I could also see that problem. being a long-term seed yes. thing, though. I could see them doing something else in the short term. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'll go ahead just to be different. I'll say Roman Reigns because it makes the most sense. Yeah. He'd be, you know, I'd love for it to be Samoa Joe. I'd enjoy it being Bray Wyatt. I would be happy enough with Seth Rollins. Uh, but I'll go with Roman Reigns. Uh, I do think The Miz wins the Intercontinental title, which I'm very excited for. And that's probably it for title changes. As much as I would like Sheamus and Cesaro to win the tag team titles, I doubt it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's see. SmackDown, you missed another edition of the Fashion Files. Of course, I would recommend that. Mm. I do um, enjoy those Brizongo boys. They went 
they went to a film noir motif, which oh, was kind of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, let's see. What else did you miss in the world of SmackDown? Not a whole lot. They, Like I said, they announced a uh, women's money in the bank. Um, we've got the real money in the bank. Well, not the real, excuse me. The male version of the That's the rude, bank. sir. You sexist <laughs> pig. Uh, New Day did return and will be challenging the Usos for the tag team titles. That was a fun segment. I know you're not wild on the New Day, but it was is it, interesting. Is it wrong that I heard the New Day was back and I said, well, I'm glad I didn't watch SmackDown. It, you know, I do like that the rosters are deep enough that the guys can take time off. You know, it, it's not like they did anything super fresh and new. They were the same old guys. Um, it was interesting watching an Usos promo. I don't remember the last time I actually watched an Usos promo because they started before New Day came out. Uh, it's I, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's weird. I it guess was, you might be able to describe it as day one ish. It was really more day one is H. Ah, uh, okay. But, uh, let's see. Jinder Mahal and Orton did something. I didn't care. Uh, Sounds about right if Randy Orton's involved. That was kind of it, because I like Jinder Mahal. I'm interested in that. And then, it, again, it was AJ versus Dolph. I, the last I time Randy s- Orton was that I can remember Randy Orton being on SmackDown during, this is now, mind you, the last brand split. Uh, he was the champion, and he spent the greater part of a year beating Christian over and over and over and over again. So even that time, I didn't care about him. Like, yeah. why is it they put him on SmackDown and they make him the top dog? Why do they do that? Do they think that the other people on SmackDown aren't capable? I mean, AJ Styles ran that thing for the better part of last year, and it was a perfectly enjoyable show. Something fresh, something new, something different. And now, Randy Orton? Again? Like, I, I, I'm just, I'm so disillusioned with SmackDown. I, 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 like I said, I'm disinclined to watch either show at this point. It's... I... I understand. Again, I do. I think I think it is fine to just watch again, to just watch um well, no, pay-per-views. But I don't think that's fine. I mean, it is fine, don't get me wrong. But the, my my issue with that is I don't know how long that's going to last. How long am I going to keep just watching pay-per-views before I say, "You know what? I'm good." If I'm not like getting a steady drip feed week to week, and I, if I'm not feeling like this is must-watch stuff, if I'm not invested in the feuds, if I'm not invested in the characters, how long is it going to take for me to say, yeah, I'm good? That's my concern. That's my worry. But again, if you're going to have once or twice a month GQ and perhaps the Arsacist over... Well, so now it's a they don't come month. every time. They don't, they don't come every time. No, but it, but they come sometimes. <clears throat> and if you're going to have an hour or two a week spent recording the greatest wrestling podcast ever heard in this in that house and in this apartment, then or at least ever recorded in that house in this apartment, there you go. Then 
you know, what are we going to do? Just sit around and talk about why you don't like comic book movies? Are we going to just debate fidget spinners all the time, like we did on a recent episode of DC and Doc Talk? Uh, are we going to take candy quizzes and <laughs> learn how to woo each other by reading astrology? Like, I don't know. I, you know, again, I totally understand because. There's not a lot that I am super duper invested in either. I look at Money in the Bank on paper and I say, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, Shinsuke, Dolph Ziggler, AJ Styles. That is going to be a ridiculous match. Yep. Bray Wyatt, uh, not Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor. That's going to be an excellent match. I really like Samoa Joe. Most people would like more than just that guy. I think most people <laughs> but, probably don't like Samoa Joe. Because frankly, my love for Samoa Joe extends back a decade yes. or 15 years. But back to when he was good. Yeah, I said it. People... I'm not sure Samoa Joe has been good since coming to the WWE. There, I said it. It's out there. I've said it. I think he has been good. I don't think he has been <clears throat> great. Okay, but that's sort think... of what I meant. Clearly, okay. he's been good. Yes. But, I, but I don't think that he's been that guy that I'm remembering getting headbutted and split open by Kurt Angle in the middle of a six-sided ring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I... so, so, in the WWE world, where you're not allowed to bleed, and you're not allowed to probably... I don't remember the last time I saw him hit a muscle buster. So his primary power finishing move is probably, if not completely outlawed, discouraged. Um, when he's using a essentially a sleeper hold, and I like the cookie in a clutch. And let's just call it like it is. He is a guy who is in, I would guess, his mid thirties, if not pushing forty. I'm looking that up right now. Forgive me my loud typing. I know you hate my loud typing. I do. It's uh, the he, worst. He is 38 years old. So you're saying he looked, he's at least in the latter half of his career, if we're being generous? Yes, and he looks the way he looks. Now, he is in far better shape than I will probably ever be, which is fine. But he is being asked to compete at a high level, and he's 38 years old. He spent 10 or 15 years on the independence where he probably put his body on the line time after time after time. <clears throat> I think, you know, what we see is kind of what we get. I like him. I enjoy watching him. But I don't think he, I do, I don't think we can expect TNA level greatness. And I could be wrong. Maybe he wrestles Brock Lesnar or, <clears throat> you know, we randomly get the Samoa Joe AJ Styles match we've all secretly wanted. And, you know, he's able to turn back the clock for a while. But he's also wrestling Finn Balor and Shinsuke. And you and I have both said we're not sure they're great either. So. Yeah. Is it just that you don't like this current crop of top talent? That's a good part of it. Like, because like, you like AJ Styles, you like Kevin Owens. Yep. But, you know, so of that Fatal Five way, you like Samoa Joe. 
You like Kevin Owens. Do you like Sami Zayn? I used to. Do you like Baron Corbin? No. Do you like Shinsuke Nakamura? I like his entrance. I like his charisma. Do you like Dolph Ziggler? Not really. So, of these guys, you like Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, and Shinsuke's entrance. Yeah. That might be part of the problem. It's just, you don't like Randy Orton. I'm sure Jinder Mahal's fine, but you're not... You're not, not invested. You're but, not running to the door. And Brock no, Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar, your universal champion, isn't there. Yep. Yeah. So that's a big problem for me, I think, right now. Yeah. I and I think that's I think that the makes... talent that I like is now split more evenly across brands. And like I, I do like the Miz. I do like Dean Ambrose. Um and like I said, I like AJ Styles and Kevin Owens, but like those are the guys who before were all on SmackDown, not Kevin Owens, but yeah, you know, no, I, but you had a roster full of guys that you like. Now I'm just curious: Do you like Alexa Bliss? Yes. Do you like Bailey? Not really. Do you like the Hardys? I like Broken Matt Hardy, but that's not who we've seen. Do you like the Hardys? No. Do you like Sheamus and Cesaro? Not really. Do you like Neville? Ish. Do you like Austin Aries? Not really. Rich Swan. Nope. Sasha Banks? Nope. Noam Dar and Alicia Fox? Mm, not really. So, one, two, three, four. Four and a half of the 18 talents. Who's the half? On Extreme Rules. Neville. You said ish. So I yeah, I liked Neville when this whole thing started, but I, I don't know, man. Like he just hasn't gone anywhere yet. So try, so try to. It's not just that you are the nope of negativity, because I know while we say that, that's not it. Because I bet if we went through the Lucha Underground roster, you like ninety percent of them. Yeah. I'd say the only one I don't like is Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo. So what is it? What is WWE doing that causes you not... Why is a lot of your answers, I used to? I don't know. Why did you used to like Sami Zayn, but you no longer do? Because I liked him when he was in NXT. I liked him when he was feuding with Neville. I liked him when he was feuding with Kevin Owens. And, you know, when he was doing something, when he was occasionally being successful... But since coming to the main roster, he has literally done nothing. It's the Bray Wyatt effect. Like, he's lost a bunch of times. And yeah, okay, they gave him a couple of big wins, like, against a couple of people here and there. But it's been nothing substantial. Has he held any titles? I don't even know. Uh, he, he's done literally nothing in the last two years. Like, why should I still care about him? All, the, all, all they've done is put him in some backstage segments where it sounds like he's on speed. Well, what is there to like? What is, what is there to like? I, I'm, I'm trying to get to the bottom of it because I think you're saying what I truly believe a lot of people are feeling. And it might not be about Sami Zayn necessarily, <clears throat> but I think a lot of people are... You have potentially the biggest, deepest, 
group of talent since at least the Ruthless Aggression era, if not ever. Yeah. And people aren't watching. Ratings are down. And again, we talk about TV ratings, but ratings are down. People don't seem to be interested. Twitter is slow. You know, we've had conversations. There have been conversations among people, you know, trusted people. What's going on? We're not watching. We, you know, we're we're not even bothering with NXT or I haven't seen to truthfully I have not watched 205 live in weeks it feels yep. like um you know I watched the UK stuff part of it when it happened you know I was excited but again I was excited for takeover I enjoyed payback is that the last pay-per-view some backlash backlash um I enjoyed backlash I'll watch extreme rules but I'm not necessarily falling all over myself to get to the TV every Monday and Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. So, you know, again, I don't necessarily know that they can fix it. Like, if Sami Zayn suddenly goes on a roll and wins the U.S. title and holds it for a while and has some big wins, it might get you reinvested a bit. It would invest me in him. Yeah. Which right now I am not. That's my problem, is I think there's been just a lot of mishandling of the mid-card people, and you, I mean, mishandling is my word, right? Obviously creative just has chosen to go a different way. They're emphasizing different people, different characters, and, you know, to some extent, I have to acknowledge that's perfectly legitimate. You can't, I can't expect them to push the guys I want them to push all the time. I get that, but you look at the tops of these cards, and, like I said, it's the Bray Wyatt effect. He's the perfect example, right? Bray Wyatt doesn't matter. They're pushing Roman Reigns so hard. And like I said, I've said it many times on this podcast, he is performing at a phenomenal level. He is doing great in-ring work now. Like, honestly, if you're complaining about his wrestling, you nobody should listen to you. However, I do not care to watch Roman Reigns in anything ever again. And that's probably because of his meteoric push that I just, I reject him wholesale now. And I feel very similarly about Seth Rollins. This is a guy who actually is very good. I liked both of these guys back in the days of the Shield. I did. These are two guys I used to be invested in. But now I am not. Are you familiar with Sporkle? Nope. Um, Sporkle is a website, sporkle.com, that has quizzes. It's just, you know, various quizzes of all sorts of topics. But they have some WWE quizzes. And not two hours ago, I was, you know, listening to a podcast, and I was on Sporkle, and it was, you know, can you list the main event guys? So, you know, it's basically list the main event guys for every WWE pay-per-view, and it goes in order. So, of course, you know, they says this guy. So John Cena has main evented whatever it is, 65 pay-per-views, yada, 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 yada. In the top 20 are Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose. They've been wrestling for five years in WWE, maybe. Yeah. And they're already in the top 20 having main evented. And now, granted, it's overexposure. Being top 20 means, being, it means you've main evented, like, 15 to 16 pay-per-views because mm. there's a there's a core group that's at the top obviously but then but still to be 
you know, the shield was still a thing when I started watching in 2014. Yeah. When I came back to wrestling, the shield was still a thing. And now granted when they were in the shield main eventing pay-per-views, that also counts. But I, I do think, and again, you look at it and you know, to, to be realistic, I won't even call it negative, but let's be realistic. Um, Brock Lesnar is your universal champion, and he's gone. He's not even there anymore. So that's a title you can't care about because it's gone. Dean Ambrose is a Intercontinental Champion, and he does not do anything for me personally. The Hardys are the tag team champions, and they don't do anything for me. I want Sheamus and Cesaro to win because I care about them. Um, Alexa Bliss is a women's champion, and that's fine. Jinder Mahal is the world champion feuding with Randy Orton, who I've never cared about. Right. Ever. Oh, the last time I remember distinctly caring. <clears throat> now, granted, my lost years were when he, but he threw Mick Foley down the stairs. Yeah, that's the last time I remember vividly caring about Mick Foley or uh, Randy Orton. Sorry, <laughs> um, it might be Kevin the last Owens time is, you cared about Mick Foley too. No, I love Mick Foley. Okay. Kevin Owens is the United States champion, and it's great. Yeah, that he is. He is a saving grace of that show. Um, Breezango was wonderful and was doing unique stuff, and I loved it. I like Breezango, <clears throat> but they are destined to be a flash in the pan. Well, they, you know, <clears throat> they're out of the title picture. Correct. Unless we're going to get New Day versus Breezango, they're out of the title picture. Right. They're done. They wrestled Primo and Epico. Yeah, they're done. And it was a fun match because Tyler Breeze at one point put the janitor costume back on. Nice. Nice. That's where that guy is. But again, you know, I I look at the guys that I really like. Uh, Luke Harper apparently has, like, did a thing backstage in, like, a pre... It wasn't even on SmackDown, but he was talking about, Oh, cameraman, you should come to my farm. You should come to my house and meet my wife and my daughter. And all of a sudden, I'm like, so that character's changing. Yeah. He's actually becoming a person. <clears throat> Bo Dallas, and I know. I understand. Do you if know? I'm putting my hopes do, in do Bo you know? Dallas, I am putting my hopes in Bo Dallas, so I am destined to be disappointed. But all I want, please, Bo Dallas, please, come help your brother win Sunday night. Come out and help him win the Fatal Five-Way. I don't ask for much. Uh-huh. Just not something that will never happen. But I, I think, you know, I do think people are... I don't think a lot of wrestling fans are over the moon for a universal champion who's not there and Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton. I'm happier with the universal champion whom is not there than I am with the former WWE champion who is there. And people are saying, well, you know what this means, right? Jinder Mahal is going to be this major anti-American heel until July 4th when John Cena is scheduled to come back. And again, I like John Cena. I, I, I've come round on John Cena, but that's who we're pining our hopes on now. I don't think John Cena will beat Jinder Mahal. Really? I think Ginger Mahal is in this for the semi-long-term now. What about real American Rusev? Can he come back eating his apple pie no. and waving his flag? Has he actually done this, or is this just No, he hasn't been. He was supposed to come. He had this whole thing where he was a free agent, and he he wasn't going to show up on SmackDown until he got a title shot, and then he was going to come to SmackDown to demand it. And, and then he tweeted he was going to a basketball show. Yeah. 
game. I, Basketball game. <laughs> we have. <laughs> I watch the we sports. Have emails. The emails. The we emails. have emails. What, They're what, a little the old, emails. but we have them. DDT Wrestling at gmail.com. <clears throat> the first one comes from our good buddy over there in the UK, Simon. Feel free. Dearest DC and Doc, I hope this email finds you well. Where's the accent? I can't. You know I can't. <laughs> All right. The, the weather here in Manchester is beautiful, and though it's quiet, there is a big sense in the city that we should be carrying on. Ah, yes. Manchester. Manchester ah, yes. England. We have not podcasted, Manchester. I believe, since then. Simon, I'm glad to hear that you are well. Our city is most definitely hurting. People suffered injuries and there has been loss of lives, and yet still in the middle of this, the spirit of people shines through. It's touching to see so many strangers offer beds for the night, rides home, and yes, since we are English, tea. Some places in town were this morning offering free tea to emergency service workers, and there's enough messages and flowers and defiance to make you realize it will all be okay. I am glad to hear that. Before we move on. Yes. And this is probably the wrong thing to be taking from that paragraph. But, Simon, what kind of tea do you drink in England? Like, I'm, no, I'm serious. Like, is it all no, different varieties? This is, or is this, it... is exa- this is exactly what we slash you do. Is we take this and we're like, let's find this one little thing and turn it... Because, yes, you're right. I do you eat cucumber sandwiches? Is that actually a thing? That's what I want to know. I don't, All right, I've so yes, heard go on. What kind of tea what kind of tea do you drink? Because the only reason why I ask is because I've been on a bit of a tea kick recently because I've cut coffee out of my life. Um, it's just not compatible with me anymore. So I've been drinking more and more different types of tea. We recently took a vacation, and that morning you know, we were staying in a bed and breakfast. So each morning I was had the opportunity to try a different type of tea. Um, and so I have like Earl Grey and English breakfast and Irish breakfast. And I came to the realization that almost all those teas are exactly the same, um, as black tea. There were slight variations. They were a little different. Um, but it was still basically just black tea. Um, so I'm just kind of curious, is there a tea of choice? If like, if there were, if you said that there was a national tea of specific one, what is it? Or does it depend on the time of day? Or does it depend on the meal? Anyways, well, if you I, hear this, when you write in, this, I, let me I'm know. I'm going to open this up to, to the uh, UK, NAI UK contingent at large. We have a lot of UK fans, so Glenn, <clears throat> Ethan, no, Ethan's not from there. Glenn and Simon and Jalapeno, if you're listening, and Pav. Che? Che, thank you. Um I know Pav's not there, but what kind of tea are people drinking all around the world? I'd like to go international with this. I'm also curious when people say, and, and you know, it's tea is served in the afternoon. It's obviously, it's usually tea and scones and little sandwiches. Is that still like, what is, you know, for Americans, we don't understand tea. We understand the coffee break with the Danish and, you know. I imagine it's similar to a coffee break. Yes, but again. Yeah, I sure. some. I want some insider information. I'm honestly not sure where I'm going with this, but I knew I had to do something normal. It's bizarre yet incredibly, incredibly touching to read so many big-time wrestlers mention your home. Maybe I'm not making sense, but for The Rock to reach out for Renee Young, Sami Zayn, it made my eyes leak. 
you got to follow up with something other than Renee Young. You, you start with The Rock. You got to go. I don't know. That's a, that's a bit of a dip for me. I feel like um, Renee Young has. At the something about Renee Young has changed dramatically since marrying Dean Ambrose. I can't quite put my finger on it. Maybe it's just my own personal perceptions. But I'm not a fan of the long hair. No. I don't like it at all. No. Anyways. The shorter hair was better. Moving. I thought. Um, Big Demo is the biggest, literally, wrestling Manchester United fan I know. Eyes leaked big time. <clears throat> He's not even called... Big Demo in the WWE, is he? I forget, I'm sorry. You're referring to Killian Dane of Sanity. Anyways, getting on with normal things. That included getting on Twitter, now featuring a piece on the glory that was done versus bait, by the way. Last, but by no means least, it involved writing to you. What did you think of British Strong Style a few weekends ago? All the best to you fine gentlemen, the Brit Pack on Twitter, and everyone in the neighborhood for being the best. I'm proud to live in this city, I'm proud to write in this city, and my heart is with my friends and all those affected. Simon at Fake Sport Monkey. Simon, <coughs> thank you for the beautiful email. You write touching words, and again, our apologies that we did not have a show when we could, you know, fully comment on this as it happened. It's a, it's a little bit, it obviously is not in the past for you, you're living it every day. Um... But I certainly hope things are well, or at least as well as can be expected. Yes. Um, What did I think? uh, You know, I enjoyed the parts of uh, British, the British wrestling that I watched. I enjoyed seeing Wolfgang again. Obviously, Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate is probably a strong contender for a match of the year so far. It was an excellent, Uh, excellent match. We're coming up to the halfway point on 2017. Before we know it, we're going to be doing the DDT Awards. Again, the third annual DDT Awards. You think we can go for over 10 hours this year? I think if we get GQ involved and we're allowed to go take breaks, sure. (laughs) Um, So, thank you for the email. The next one comes from, speaking of the UK, uh, our buddy Glenn. Hi, guys. With New Day coming back to SmackDown... Do you think it will signal the end of the fashion police? Yes. Thanks for helping me through a lot of traveling last weekend with two great shows. As always, your bestie, Glenn. We didn't have two shows last week. Well, he wrote this seven days ago. Oh, well, that'll do it. Um, Do I think it'll signal the end of the fashion police? The end of the fashion Uh, police was signaled by their loss to the Usos. The fact that they had another Fashion Files and wrestled and won is a good sign. I wish they could be included in the tag team title match. You know, we're so used to these multi-team matches. Why not just throw them in there? Um, But yeah, probably. This is, you know, this was fun. And that's it. All right, our final email of the week from last week comes from Danielle, Danielle Sullivan. Guys, so a total eclipse is going to happen for the first time since 1979 in August this year. So, since we are approaching summer, what's been the best summer plans you've ever had and worst? Oh, and here's a cool link about the total eclipse. HTTPS colon (laughs) forward slash forward slash www.timeanddate.com forward slash eclipse 
forward slash solar forward slash 2017 hyphen August hyphen 21. What if Ember Moon beats Asuka at the well, takeover hold on, hold on, of Force? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm assuming she's referring to a solar eclipse. Well, this is a total eclipse. Okay. A total to, solar eclipse. To my to my limited scientific brain, I assume a total solar eclipse means that the sun. Yeah. <laughs> that was a sentence. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a hundred percent sure what a total eclipse is versus a normal solar eclipse. Thank you. But okay. Thank my you. understanding is at least this time, over the United States, anyways, um, when the sun rises in the morning, it will already be eclipsed. Wow, interesting. So that's interesting. Okay, so area. Now I'm looking. I actually am click. I clicked on the link that you just said to us. <clears throat> so area seeing. We are in the spot where, like, we'll be seeing, like, up to ninety percent of the sun being covered. Interesting. If if we wanted to road trip to Hopkinsville, Kentucky, apparently that's going to be the hot place to see it. Um. So all right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's occurring to me that I'm like, I don't even necessarily, like, because I was like, because there's solar eclipses and then there's other things. <laughs> so, so now I just, I, now I'm just curious because again, I, I, my scientific knowledge is so bad. Why am I looking at now software? Where's just what an eclipse is? Sorry. Total solar eclipses occur when the new moon comes between the sun and earth and casts the darkest part of its shadow, the umbra, on earth. The darkest part of the eclipse, the totality, is almost as dark as night. In partial and annular solar eclipses, the moon blocks only part of the sun. During a total eclipse of the sun, the moon covers the entire disk of the sun. What did people think? Like, before you had Wikipedia, when these things happened, like, did people The world just assume... was ending. That's what I'm thinking. People just assumed that the world was ending. <clears throat> wow, that's crazy. I'm looking at pictures. Well, all right. Well, I'm excited. Dan Danielle, thank you for giving me something to look forward to. Um, since we are approaching summer, what's been the best summer plans you have ever had and worst? Well, both of us got married in the summer. Come on, so, that's a cop out. I'm just saying, there was marriage. There was a honeymoon. Those are good summer plans. Yeah, those are. You're not wrong. I mean, I, I, they certainly are probably at the top of the list. But if you had yes. to disqualify that because it's the obvious answer, okay. Um, let's see. When I graduated that summer, my Papa Matthews, the champ took me to California and we drove... You've said before on this podcast that I almost killed him yes. on that trip? Yes, but plans. 
We planned okay. to fly to Sacramento, drive around for a while. And again, it was fun until the end when I wanted to kill him and leave him in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> The rest of it was great. Okay. Um, so, uh, so is that you know, your best and the worst summer plants? No, no. I, you know, I'm trying to think of worst summer plants. Summers have always, you know, I worked at a camp for ten ish years or so. It was always fun. I always enjoyed it. I, you know, worst summer plants is teaching summer school. That's the worst summer plants. You know, one of them, you know, you don't become a teacher solely to have summers off, but it is a core reason to enjoy it. Like, I'm about to, I'm 10 days away from getting 10 weeks off. Uh, So when you take some of those weeks and you go back to school, that's hard. That's, that's, that's hard. What about you? Best summer plans? Disqualifying your wedding. Yeah, honestly, beyond that, like, I'm trying to think and... Is my life so plain and uninspiring that I I don't when have anything you, to contribute? When did you do the whole New Orleans? Yeah, I mean, I guess that was the summer. That was that was a summer. I so I spent the whole summer basically down in Mississippi and at NASA's Dennis Space Center doing analytical chemistry. I mean, that was that was cool. Um, Again, when you're talking about plans, like I don't know that the, say, that almost wasn't planned. Like, I applied to that thing on a lark. I got in, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to do this. And so I got on the phone, found a place, like, to rent, like, you know, like, haphazardly. And and I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to drive down there. And, like, I didn't have any expectations. I didn't really make any plans, you know. I just – it was great. It ended up being a good time, but I don't know. What what did Summers in the Manson – young Manson household look like? Like what you know when you when you weren't like did you go to it was there a camp like I've been no. I went to camp never every summer from six on never went to camp through adulthood not once so what did you do in the summer summer vacation I mean I played video games I rode my bike I visited friends I took family vacations typically to Cape Cod um, I don't know like that that seems. I, I never had a summer like that. Yeah, I never went to camp. So I don't know that you would have enjoyed the camp experience. Uh, I'm almost positive I'd have hated it. Yeah, and again, I didn't do an overnight camp. I did a day camp, but even still. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to arts and let's go to arts and crafts, young Doc Manson. Let's go to sports and play handball, young Doc Manson. Let's go to nature and walk by the pond and look for bugs and things. No, nope. oh, that sounds that terrible. <laughs> Let's go on the ropes course. Nope. Go down the zip line. Uh-uh. Not doing that. Let's take swimming lessons. No, thank you. Let's go to a meeting every day and sing songs and watch skits. Skits sounds okay. There was, I, I did spend a summer running the drama program at the camp. That was very fun. Okay. Yeah. Sounds all right. That one. All right. Uh, worst summer plans. Do you have a summer like tarring roofs or anything like that? What's the worst hmm. job you've ever had? I did I spend this... a summer doing roofing. 
that was fine though. It was it was all I was right. Just kidding. No, I really did. Yeah, I I, I, I um I did that for a summer and it was fine peeling, um, you know shingles off of roofs and laying down the um protective Big shingles car tire there or whatever that is like it, you know I don't even know what it's called but I did it um it was fine it's hard work but it was fine. The things you learn. You think you know a guy, and then you find out he spent the summer roofing. Yeah, I don't know. I'd never do it again. I'd just like to point out, and again, I'm sure many people have this, but in your life, you have been a roofer and an analytical chemist at NASA. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There you go. I'm just, just putting it out there. Um, all right, let's get to the rest of Danielle's thing. What if Ember Moon beats Asuka at the TakeOver Before SummerSlam for the NXT Women's Championship? Would that be too long of a summer waiting for Asuka to lose? At Danielle Sully, 19. Um, I kind of think, I still sort of think she's going to lose to the winner of the Women's Championship Tournament. Which would be before SummerSlam. When is the women's tournament happening? The May Young Classic? The women's championship tournament will be happening no, during July. Classic. I refuse to call it that. But it's the May Young Classic. I refuse to call it that. Okay. May Young was a terrible person, and WWE's revisionist history is not something that I'm interested in. Wow. Did you see the, the thing where they showed a, a pre- preview of the trophy, and it's just a hand? <laughs> No, I didn't. I was like, well done. Some of these people are super creative. Um, I don't know. I want her to just... I do, I've said it a hundred times. I want her to lay the belt down and just walk out and let them start over without having her looming over because even if she does lose to Ember Moon in Brooklyn... I, okay. Shinsuke Nakamura has shown me that we should be in no rush for Asuka to get to the main roster. This is it. Shinsuke has shown me. Sami Zayn has shown me. Bo Dallas has shown me. This is the high point of Asuka's career. If she's main eventing WrestleMania, wrestling Charlotte next year, are you really going to say that? I'm incredibly doubtful that that is going to come to pass. You think so? Shinsuke, to me, so far, has failed to connect with audiences on the main roster. And if he can't do it, I'm not sure that she can. I think she has a better chance to just because the roster is so much smaller. Maybe. Maybe. But I have concerns. Anyways. I'm. It's an understandable concern. We've been saying this since... You know, we said this about Kevin Owen and and Finn Balor when they made, you know, were they going to connect? Was the demon going to get over? And to WWE's credit... Oh, you mean the demon king? Us. The demon king? Has anybody seen the demon king? DC, the demon king. You know the demon king? Have you heard of the demon king? Have you found the demon king? I'm looking for the demon king. <laughs> Has the demon king been through here? Hey, you! Repair guy! Did the Demon King go through here? Like, if I were to ask you if you'd seen the Demon King, could you point in the direction that the Demon King might have wandered? 
could you maybe tell me if you've seen the Demon King? Demon King, Demon King, Demon King. What's your point? God, I hate Finn Balor. <laughs> what I really hate is stupid nicknames and their insistent persistence at trying to get them over. Just wait till we get the Demon King versus the artist. What's that? Um, just you wait till we get the Demon King versus the artist. Yeah. Yeah. I want him to come out with a painter's palette and a smock. That's what I want. And a beret. <clears throat> uh, I know it's going to be hard, but give me your piece of positivity. Well, I'm going to go ahead with Twin Peaks. I'm a real big fan of Audrey Horn. Anything wrestling related that you'd like to be positive about? I didn't watch any of it. I feel like it would be disingenuous. Lucha Underground is back. Yeah, sure. I didn't watch next it. Next but... week. When we record when we record next week's show, you'll have most likely watched Wednesday's episode, next Wednesday's episode, and it'll have something in it that you're excited to see again. I hope so. What's your piece of positivity? I've got apparently got to wrap this up, so Oh, okay. Um, my piece of positivity is the fact that um, Bailey and Alexa Bliss potentially could make more history than Sasha Banks and Charlotte did. If they have an actual brutal match with weapons, <clears throat> I think we will look back on that more than we look back on their cage match or their Hell in a Cell match that most of us have already forgotten about. Fair enough. All right. Anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? No, sir. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Find the website. Subscribe to the NAI Network. Find us on Twitter. Have yourself a lovely time. We'll see you perhaps for Extreme Rules. I'll see Doc Manson in person on Saturday. And uh, we'll see you around the neighborhood. <laughs>